Greetings and bless the Lord, saints of God. Welcome to Triple C Podcast on this Resurrection Sunday, April 9th, 2023. Let us open with a word of prayer. Father God, is it our desire that we glorify your name, dear God, that your name be lifted up on high. As I oftentimes said, is our desire, God, that you be glorified, that we be edified, and may the devil be horrified at the teaching, preaching, and the continuance of the gospel. Bless every podcast listener for Triple C now. In Jesus' name, we pray and bless the words of my mouth, and may the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, my Lord, my strength, and my redeemer. It is in Jesus' name that that we pray. Amen. Well, greetings again in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Tony here, Triple C Podcast. As we look at the Word of God on today, uh, Matthew is going to be our author, and we're going to look at chapter 28, and we're going to look at verses 16 through 20 on this Resurrection Sunday. And the Word of God reads from the King James Version of the Bible from Matthew chapter 28, verses 16 through 20. And it reads, then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Amen. May God literally bless us all, readers, hearers, and doers of his most holy word. So as we read this morning, and we know that God is literally on the throne, it is our desire that everybody listen to this podcast, prayerfully reap a reward from the message on today. On this Resurrection Sunday, we're going to title this podcast, Resurrection Sunday, A Call to the Nation. And just not very long-winded as we just came out of a Good Friday, as we said, where Jesus was on the cross, where he gave up the ghost, where at the only time in history when Jesus and the Father were separated and he asked a question in the Greek and the Hebrew, Eli, Eli, lama sabatani, which translates, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? In that regard, that's the only time in global history that God could not look up on his son, but the sin that Jesus bore for the whole world, past, present, and future, if they're willing to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. It was a moment in time. There is no other recorded record where that happened. That, that's the stench that Jesus had to bear for you and I with our nasty, rotten selves. And here we are in the 21st century still having an opportunity to get before the Lord. And many times we deny this truth and we will follow a lie. So God has put in my spirit today not to be very long. And I pray that this podcast is a reminder, but yet a celebration as we come in. Some would call it Easter. Christians call it Resurrection Sunday. And we believe why? Because in that time where Jesus gave up the ghost and he went down into the abyss, as we call it, the Bible says he went down into the depths of the earth and he retrieved the keys from hell, death, and the grave. But then he rose with all power. And we're hoping to do God diligence today. And I'm hoping that you will hear this message and that it will permeate something in your mind to let you know that you must say, for God I'll live and for God I'll die. So as we look at the word of God and Matthew, the text collector writes and the red letter edition of the Bible reads, and I'll read it again. Then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. He had did that because Mary Magdalene and, and the mother of Jesus, Mary, they went there after the stone had been rolled away. We know the story when the angels came and rolled the story and the two guards said, uh, Jesus, you look for, he's not here in paraphrase, and they, they came up with the story trying to say that somebody stole them. They tried to pay off the soldiers to tell that story, but the truth will always prevail. We must understand that the truth prevails. Jesus told those ladies, then said Jesus unto them, he had said, all hell, and in that regard, they saw him, they recognized him, they bowed at his feet, 
He told him to be not afraid in verses 10. Go tell my brethren that they go into Galilee and there shall they see me. That's what those ladies did. They were the first to see Jesus after he had risen. They ran and told Peter and the other disciples. Here they did. They did exactly what the master commanded them to meet into Galilee. They did that. This is where he, they saw him. The Bible says, and they saw him. They worshiped him, but some doubted. Why is this significant? Even 2,000 plus years later, there are some people that still doubt that this Bible is real. There are some people that doubt that Jesus was born of a virgin. He was 100% human and 100% divine. There are many today who have fallen away because they've allowed the wrong voice to tell them the wrong story and not the truth. And they wonder why they do not walk in spiritual freedom. It's a tragedy to be physically free, but mentally trapped in your mind and in your spirit. What an atrocity to be here with the physical uh, attributes and the ability to be able to worship freely, not in some uh, dictator country where you can go to God for yourself. I was just talking about it earlier in the past week about the traditional teachings of the original Greek and the Hebrew talking about at the time of the Old Testament, there was was no pre Jesus at the time as Christianity. Jesus, though he was a part of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they were called people of the way. This is pre-Jesus coming into existence. Why? There was the prophet, the priest, and the king. The prophet spoke the order. The priest was confirmation to deliver the message, and the king set the decree. Not every king was an opponent and or opposer of the of the truth of God, the God of who? The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Now, fast forward, Jesus came. Why? Because God knew his plan that he had to create himself a body. He had to come down into the earth. He had to fulfill his own will so that we, the Gentiles, because he first wrote the Bible and his guidance to the Jew. That's why the Bible says to the Jew and to the Gentile. The Gentiles are Traditionally, what they would say, heathen people who weren't the called of God, the chosen ones, but the blessedness of it, Peter, James, John, all of the disciples, the decree that God had was to speak this truth to all. Here we move fast forward to the 21st century. Here we are now. It's Resurrection Sunday, April 9th, 2023. God has a word for his people. This Resurrection Sunday, I impel you, I, I, I encourage you to, to understand and accept the call to the nation. What call? Let's go into the word of God and we won't be long-winded on this morning. And Jesus came and spake unto them saying, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. He gives the command. He acknowledges that when he had already told his disciples the time was gonna come, that he would have to die. But when he died, he would rise on the third day. That happened. That's biblical truth. How do I know it? I believe it by faith. He says at this point, he gives them their commission and their command. You may have heard me say over time past, I have a mission. I have a method because we serve the master. Why? There's a word. That word is the truth. What is the truth? The freedom. What is the freedom? The gospel. The gospel is the good news of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I also said I was uh, unfortunately had to share and bring forth the word at a funeral for a young teenager on yesterday. And in that regard, I was telling the people that was there that we need to understand many today in the modern day ministry that are trying to become rich, wealthy, popular. They got the masses. They got the media. They've got the platform, but they're using it for their own ill-gotten gain on the umbrella of the teaching. There's only but one door to get to God, and that door is Jesus Christ. That door is Jesus Christ. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto, unto the Father but by me. What does that mean? You can preach it any way you want to, but if any other person come any other way, the Bible says, let them be a thief and a robber. 
Why? Because they're not telling you the truth. You can't live, we can't live, they can't live any kind of way and expect to be in glory with God in eternity. Oh, help us, Holy Spirit. So our desire today it's not three or four points and a hoop. It's just the ability to refresh the minds of Christianity under the umbrella of Christodom. We must understand why we gather. You should not be going to church just to collect money to pave the parking lot. You should not be going to church just to collect money to buy greater, bigger buses that most of the congregation can't ride in if they're not in the choir. You should not be gathering at church just to collect enough money to, to buy a preacher, a pastor, a bishop, a prophet, or a prophetess a plane, train, or automobile just to get around, just to say that they're preaching the gospel. Understand something. This gospel that we preach, there is no price tag financially on this gospel. Jesus is the ultimate sacrificial lamb that died that this Bible can come to life. And the word was God and the word was with God and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. It was the disciples that walked with Jesus. We, by the adoption of the blood of Jesus Christ, are two uh, adopted disciples and children, brothers with Jesus Christ by the word of God. So as we look at it today, I want to look at 19 and 20, and then we will let the Lord have his way, and then we will close out this Resurrection Sunday podcast. Let me repeat it because I want it to sink in and get maximum penetration in the spiritual mind. He says, and all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. What does that mean? The spiritual dunamis power, which is the word dynamo or dynamite, which is explosive, derives from the Greek and the Hebrew. To you and I, we have this powerful word that if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior resides in you. It's the fullness of the Godhead bodily. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. But my question is, why do we act as if they are separate? They are one. That's why we call him the triune God. We're a triune being created. We have a mind, a spirit, soul, and a body. God wants to reconcile all of that and make us holy as we're walking towards perfection in who? Jesus Christ. So here's the commission, and let me read the Amplified Version of 19 and 20, and then we will go ahead and continue. So the Amplified Version uh, of 19 and 20 says this after it had said it, and he had told them about the authority and the power, the rule in heaven that God gave him. In verse 19 of the Amplified says, go then and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you all the days, perpetually, uniformly, and every occasion to the very close and consummation of this age. Amen, which means so let it be. So let it be what? That I'll never leave you nor forsake you. We said in the scripture that God's word says his seed shall never go hungry and beg bread. But oftentimes in the 21st century, if we don't get our way fast, we act as if God has not heard our prayers or our cries. We must understand that there's a commission and a command that God has given us. Here's what's so awesome about the writer of Matthew. And we talk about the synoptic gospels, meaning they are written in different times, but they often reference the very same subject of Jesus Christ. Here's what he says in 19 and 20. Here's your commission, child of God. Here is the Resurrection Sunday mandate. Here's the decree for every blood-washed Christian that has claimed acceptance of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. He says, go ye, ye meaning everyone who is a believer, therefore, teach all nations. That means until every person in the world has heard the gospel of our saving grace of Jesus Christ, that this world still will be in existence no matter how rough, no matter how bad, no matter how treacherous, no matter how deceptive it gets. We have a mission, a master, and a mandate. Those three M's, you can put it how you want to, but our whole commission is to take this gospel that resides in you and tell somebody. 
We are quick to be at the water cooler to run tell the gossip story about who said what, who, where, when, and why. But here's my charge to you. We said it in scripture. I have a God to glorify and a charge to keep. What is that charge? The charge is every opportunity that you can, you ought to tell somebody that you know the man. I know the man from Galilee. I know the man that died on Calvary. I know the man who gave up the ghost so that you and I, if you will accept him, can have a spiritual right to the spiritual tree of life. I know somebody that can deliver you from your situation. I know somebody who can turn your midnight into midday. I know somebody who loves you in spite of if you're willing to give him a try. He says, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them. The word baptizo means to immerse. You baptize them water-wise. Why? It's symbolic. And I'll break it down this way. So when you accept Jesus Christ in your public profession of faith, that I now accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, he tells the disciples to go baptizing them. Why? The baptism represents the symbolization of when you go under the water, you, you are already a, a sinner saved by grace. The water symbolize cleansing your spirit, cleansing your soul, cleansing your mind. And, and the symbolicness of it this, when we baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit in Jesus Christ's name, and I bring you up out of that water, it is representative that you are washing those sins away to represent a new life in Jesus Christ. Now, in that being said, does that mean that you're no longer going to sin again? No, ma'am. No, sir. What that means is you've told the world that I'm willing to give up the old Tony and accept the new Tony that's been born again. That born again means that my old dead dry spirit has now accepted the living life of Jesus Christ in my inner man. It's the person you can't see in the mirror. He says, do what? To teach them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And what are the commands? The commands is to do the Ten Commandments. The command is to teach people that they need to be born again. To teach people what shall it profit you if you gain the whole world and yet lose your own soul. To teach people to love the Lord and love thy neighbor as I love thyself. To teach them to do what? To not hate. To reap what you sow. So you sow joy, peace, love in the Holy Ghost that you can reap the nine fruit of the Spirit. What else? Teaching them to observe all things. To worship. Your worship should not just be once a week. Your worship should be daily. Now here's the balance. Some say, and this is the other opposite side of Christianity. Some people become super saved and so super sanctified, they're no earthly good. What does that mean? That they can't laugh. They can't joke. They don't listen to music. They don't have TVs anymore. They don't even know how to sit down and have a normal conversation out of a fear that they don't seem spiritual. They don't seem religious, but let me drop this in your spirit while I'm driving by your street. There's a significant difference between being religious and being spiritual. The Pharisees and the Sadducees were the religious leaders of the day, but their heart was far from God. You and I should not claim to even ever say we're religious. We are spiritually being transformed. What does that mean? Be not conformed to this world, Paul says in the book of Romans, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind to prove what is that good and perfect and acceptable will of God. What is the will of God? That none should perish, but that all may come unto the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Do y'all remember John three sixteen? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but they might have everlasting life. What am I trying to tell you? The, the goal is this. You have a call, amen, on your name. 
You have a mission that you need to strive to achieve. You have a goal is to tell every waking person in whatever way you know possible that they need to be born again. Now, does that mean that you just gonna walk around browbeating people with the Bible? No, sir. No, ma'am. Does it mean that you turn off all everything that the world does? Let's not be stupid and asinine. Let's understand, Paul said, I'm, I become as many that I might win some. Why? Everybody's not going to follow you. Everybody's not going to accept this, this gospel. Everybody's not going to want to follow Jesus Christ. But it's not my job to judge who will or who won't. My job is to show Jesus alive. Your job is to show Jesus alive. Your job is wherever you are, you are the light. Do you all remember that I said the Bible, the word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. If Jesus became the walking word and you've been born again and you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you ought to become the willing walking word that you can let somebody know. And when they see you, you would pray that they say something's different about you. You ain't got to broadcast it. You ain't got to have a bullhorn. You ain't got to write it on a scroll. You ain't got to put it on a billboard sign. You just have to be. What does that be mean? To love on people in spite of. That don't mean they're going to love you back. You sow blessings, you sow love, you sow and deposit the anointing, you sow and deposit the things that will give God the glory. And when you do that, I'm a firm believer that we then are living up to this charge. I get ready to close this morning by saying it this way. 19 and 20 is your great commission today. Your mandate and the call to the nation is wherever you are, whatever you're doing, wherever you're at, if you're driving and listening to this podcast, if you sit at your kitchen table, if you're cooking, if you're just doing whatever, if you're just relaxing in your time just to have the me time, understand you now have a call and you have a mandate. This mandate is to do what? Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, here's where it's at. And lo, I am with you. Do not be dismayed, child of God. Do not get discouraged. Do not feel to the point that you're all alone. Here is confirmation. And it's all throughout the Bible that God through Jesus and the Holy Spirit has promised his people. He's never going to leave you. I give you another confirmation out of Matthew 28 and 20, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always. You ain't got to believe 20. You should believe this word. I didn't write this Bible. I'm an interpreter of this Bible. I'm a translator of this Bible. I'm a carrier of the good news. My prayer is this, no matter what I'm going through, when I'm in the public venue, you ain't got to worry about it because my goal is not to be a negative Norman. It's not to be a negative Nancy. My goal is when I'm in the public, though the world will try to slay me, yet will I trust God. I'm trying to be professional. I believe that when I'm in the presence of people that they need to understand no matter what I go through come hell or high water. I ought to let somebody know for God I'll live and for God I'll die. Am I perfect? No, sir. No, ma'am. Do I cross every T and dot every I? No, ma'am. No, sir. But if you got to know me. You know that I'm surely trying. I believe in 30 plus years of ministry. God is saying now, I told you Tony. I told you Tanya. I told you Albert. I told you Monique. I told you Taylor that I'm with you to the ends of the earth. I want you to carry this gospel. It is my desire in conclusion that you listening to this podcast, that you become impregnated with the word of God, that you get the bubbling word of God like a baby growing in a mother's womb that point. It's like Jeremiah. You say, it's like what? It's like a fire. Shut up in my bone. I just can't keep it to myself. If you understand what I'm telling you, when you walk around your house and you look around and realize if it had not been for God, oh, where, oh, where would I be? I'm trying to tell you in conclusion, when you tell and teach all nations, when you tell somebody, no matter where you are, if you made your bed in hell, I know 
somebody that has already retrieved the keys from hell, death, and the grave. Be encouraged, child of God. I'm telling you, if you broke as a joke, if you busted and can't be trusted, I know somebody who can put money in your pocket, gas in your car, food in your cupboard, shoes on your feet, clothes on your back. If you know him, amen, you need to tell somebody. But if you don't know him, you need to get to know him. Here's what I'm telling you. I'd rather have Jesus than to need him, than to need him and can't get him. I, child of God, do not want to be the one that's preaching from the podium, that's preaching from the pulpit and myself be a castaway. I do not want to be the one that get to the gate when judgment day comes and God instructs the angel to open up the Lamb's book of life and he began to call the roll and my name is not there. That should be you, child of God. You have a charge to keep and a God to glorify. Will you join in with me? Will you tell the world? Will you tell them, I know somebody. I know somebody, as the old saints would say, as I conclude this day, I know somebody who can pick you up out of the muck of the world and the miry of your situation. I know somebody that can turn your midnight into midday. I know somebody who can make joy where there is no joy. I know somebody that can make a disaster, amen. I know somebody that can make a tragedy into a triumph. I know somebody that can give you joy that the world can't give. I know somebody that can give you all that the world can't give. For the Bible says he can give unto you good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over that God can give into your bosom. Will you join me today? Will you join me in accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior as we conclude on this resurrection morning? I'm going to tell you it's this way. It's good to know Jesus. It's good to know him by name. It's good to know him when you're down and out. It's good to know him when you're broke, busted, and can't be trusted. It's good to know him even when your money is running over. It's good to know him when you got gas in your car. It's good to know him when you got food in your cupboard. It's good to know him when the world is against you. It's good to know him that when you feel like you're all left out and alone, let me encourage you, child of God. He said in his word, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. Hold on a little while longer. I want you to go tell somebody, don't worry about what the world is doing. I know somebody and his name is Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, child of God, it's a call to the nation. Go out, help me spread this gospel. Freely, we receive it freely, we can give it. There's a call to the nation and tell somebody it's good to know Jesus. I want you to be blessed on this Resurrection Sunday, a call to the nation. As the songwriter closes us out, we'll close out Triple C Podcast with a prayer. Father, we thank you for this time of fellowship. We thank you for this time of renewal. It is our desire, God, again, that you be glorified, that we be edified, and that the devil be horrified. I pray that everybody under the sound of my voice, no matter what city, no matter what state, no matter what parish, no matter what county they are in, that I pray that this word bless them and 100-fold in return. Until the next time we come together by way of the airwaves of podcast, it is Tony with Triple C signing off. Be blessed in the name of Jesus Christ. And please remember, it's good to know Jesus. Be blessed.
Greetings and bless the Lord, saints of God, on this Sunday, April 16th, 2023. Welcome to Triple C Podcast. Let's open with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for another opportunity to read your word, study your word, share your word, repeat your word, and prayerfully be a blessing to someone who's downloading and listening to Cathedral Christian Church Online Podcast today. Father God, it is my desire, God, that you be glorified, that we be edified, and as I've often said, may the devil be horrified because we have not quit or give up or stop, dear God. Thank you for being the God. Thank you for being the God that reigns, rules, and super rules. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, again, greetings and bless the Lord. Let's go to Luke chapter 6. Let's look at verses 46 through 49. I'll be reading from the King James Version of the Bible, red letter edition, and I'll also translate and paraphrase from the Amplified. But Luke, the physician, chapter six writes, and this is Jesus speaking to his disciples, and he said it this way in verses 46 to 49. And why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. He is like a man which built his house and dig deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon the house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without a foundation built a house upon the earth against which the stream did beat vehemently and immediately it fell and the ruin of that house was great. May God bless us all, the readers, hearers, and doers of his most holy word. This Sunday's podcast is titled from a form of a question. Is your house built on a firm foundation? It's a question you, you obviously you can't answer me as I'm speaking to the podcast and recording, but it's a question that we all need to ask ourselves when we think about where we are in life and the things that happen. I often have said it this way in the height of the pandemic when the numbers were astronomical and people, people were dying by the hundreds each day. Let's not misunderstand. The, uh, the pandemic is still real. Uh, the variants are still real. People by the shots and vaccinations and boosters have gotten sick less and less, but people are still dying from the sickness. People mixed in with the cold, the flu, uh, allergies along with COVID are still experiencing what we call long haulers now who deal with things as like shortness of breath, brain fog, memory, anxiety attacks through the roof, just a lot of different things that because the doctors could not pinpoint specifically what is the root origin, whether it came from Wuhan, China, or wherever it came from, it derived from the devil. The Bible says Satan is the author of evil things. And in that regard, we got to understand that he is the kind of person that does what he does. We're going to just see what it is that God's going to do through us and through him. He can't win unless we let him. The devil is a liar. So let's just go into the word of God and see what the physician Luke writes and see what Jesus says, not only to his disciples, but what he says to you and I on today. And let me reread 46 to 49, and then we will break down. God gave me a few things this morning to look at the word of God. He says, and here's the form, then Jesus asked the question, and why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? You think about how you react to the Lord Jesus Christ. You think about where you are. If you've not paid attention in the last several podcasts, it's been crystal clear that we must be born again. I'm talking to the believer, those who claim to be atheists, who claim that they don't believe in God, that it's all fictitious, those who say that they're agnostic, that they deny it and denounce that God is real. Here we are. God has called us to understand that he is real. He has a purpose and a plan for all of us. So as we look at it, he asked the disciples, this is what Jesus was saying. And why call ye me, Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? 
whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, Jesus said, I will show you to whom he is like. And then he breaks down the example. So God gave a few things to me this morning that we just want to share with the, with the people of God that we can hear and understand. Here's Jesus speaking to his disciples with this example of a builder. And this builder had two opportunities and two types of places and plans that he could build upon. And in that regard, uh, what type of foundation? So we're looking at today about foundations. And I think about it. All of us that uh, preferably have homes uh, that are on slab or on brick or however they're raised, they had to be built on some type of foundation. And then we understand that God has allowed certain things to happen. So we're not going to be very long-winded today, but we're trusting that God will open your mind and make you think about as you face whatever challenges today and the days to come, that you think about who you are and whose you are, in spite of what God will allow to come your way. I've heard so many people say, let me just digress for one quick moment. I've heard a lot of people say that, you know, the Lord put this on me. The scriptures say this, God, in that regard, will never do anything to harm or hurt his children. Now, I'm a firm believer that he allows things to happen to us to strengthen and to grow our faith that because he wants to be our God and wants us to be his people. I do not believe, he, he said in the scriptures that Satan is the author of confusion, that he's the author and finisher of our faith. We believe that sickness, death, and disease derive from the first fall of Adam and the enemy has been working tirelessly to try to get us to be separated from God. That's just my personal, uh, spiritual, biblical belief and I've stood on that for, for over 30 plus years. And as I get older, as I grow, I believe the scriptures is real. That's why we come before the throne of grace by faith and mercy. And, and we believe that God's word is what it is in that regard. But as I looked at this today, that question was to me, why? You think about in the midst of your adversity, whatever it might be, whether it may be home, children, marital, work, finances, sickness, whatever your calamity, whatever your uh, tragedy, whatever your tribulation, whatever your trial is, whatever storm that God allows you to either come into, stay in for a while or come out of, there's a reason for everything in every season. The question is, do you know who you are and whose you are in the midst of your time and your test. I believe that God allow us to be tested. He doesn't test it. The Bible says he tests no man. We're tested like he was tested. Jesus for 40 days and 40 nights. Satan was testing, trying to destroy him and trying to get Jesus to bow down and worship him because God allowed Satan, Lucifer, the son of the morning by name, one of the fallen angels, amen, to be titled the God of this world. Why? But you have to understand the English writing, even the scribes wrote it. In scripture, when you see in English grammar, this was Greek, Hebrew translated, when it's written uppercase, lowercase, proper noun, uh, adjective, adverb, noun, pronoun, when you look at uppercase, it, it symbolizes that, 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 that proper noun in that regard. So when you realize God capital G is God reign and ruler supreme, God lowercase g refers to Satan, all of the fallen angels and everybody below him who thinks that they're a God in this life. So that stuff is very, very real. Now you ain't got to believe me, but you need to get in this Bible, study it in accordance to 2 Timothy 2.15 that says study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed to rightly divide the word of truth. Just don't go off of what the preachers say from the pulpit. Just don't go off of what's said on some radio podcast, mine included. Don't just go off of somebody saying, and I hear people in the modern day church, I heard somebody say, no, you better read it for yourself. You got to understand, you can't pass the test by looking on somebody else's paper when you didn't even study yourself. You don't want to be deemed a cheater, but guess what? You may be cheating on somebody who also don't have the right answers and you both fail. So you got to be careful. God's test that he allows to be formed is for you. 
and that's for you alone. Now, many people experience things of like processes, but that test is yours, just like your blessing on the opposite hands. You've heard us say, preachers say this, what God's got for you is for you. Well, why doesn't that carry over both ways? Your test is your test as well as your blessing is your blessing. So let's look at what God says. Here's where we are. When you think of 2023 and you think about the storms of life, there's a song I love that one, the soul, that my soul is anchored in the Lord. I, that's a beautiful song because it reminds us that God never promised in his Bible, in this book, 66, 39, old, 27, new. He never promised us that because of our acceptance of him as Jesus Christ, reigner, ruler supreme, that we will never, ever go through any difficult days as Christians. It's not in the Bible. It's nowhere written. I've been going through it. I've yet to find it written in that way. But what I have found and what I have read is that he will stick closer to you than any brother. His seed will never go hungry and beg bread. He says in that regard, when you give, he will give back unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over that men will give into your bosom. When you sow, uh, bountifully. You shall reap bountifully. Those are things that God said in his word, and that's true. Amen. So all of this saying why? Because if the Bible says it this way, if we are born into sin and shaping in iniquity, and we needed a savior to come down into the earth through what 40 and two generations to hang, bleed, and die on the cross, Calvary, Golgotha, as we call it, the place of the skull, that we needed to be able to be redeemed back unto God because of the first fall of Adam. Why don't we think that we need to stay daily in relationship with him to build up our spirit man? Amen. It's important. You can't rely on what somebody else said. What if that person leaves this earth and all you listen to were their words? You better know the voice of Jesus and how the Holy Spirit speaks through the word of God. So there's a few things in the storms of your life that we, we ask God to give us some guidance on. So as we look at verses 47 through 49, as we said, and he asked that question to me, why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Why? Because oftentimes we are human in our thinking and we are stubborn when we get guidance. Now, y'all may not agree with me in this regard, but I believe that none of us, especially in the Western culture, do not like being told what to do. We like doing our own thing. I don't want nobody trying to dictate to me, tell me, oversee what I'm trying to do because I'm my own person. I'm grown, blank, 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 and it is what it is. But here's what we have. When it comes to God being master, reign, or ruler over your life, the Bible says if you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, he will exalt you. That exaltation is far above principalities and powers. That exaltation gets you not heady and high-minded, but it spiritually elevates you to become a stronger spiritual man or woman in the Lord. Amen. So there's a few things God gave me, and then we'll get ready to conclude. When I think about the storms of life and what we go through, I don't know about you all, but every now and then, even if you have good jobs and make good money, every now and then, our money gets funny. Even though we seek the Lord and we do what we do, but God allows sickness and things to sometimes hit our body. Sometimes the sickness are so severe, but you feel like you're going to die, but those sicknesses are not unto death. God is wanting you to rely on him. You've got stories all throughout the Bible where God, pre-Jesus, delivered people speaking through the prophet and the priest. Then you got post-Jesus when Jesus manifested and God had Jesus performing miracles. He fed the 5,000. He fed 3,000. He blessed people. He healed leprosy. He, he dried up the woman's issue of blood. He did it. He, he raised Lazarus from the dead. He brought Jairus' daughter back. You can name it. Jesus has done it. And I'm saying something for a reason, and I'm almost there. But when I thought about this, just quickly, God gives it, as I said oftentimes, this is hot off the wire, saints of God. God here through this podcast, Triple C, we've not asked you for a dollar or a dime. 
Hello, Holy Ghost. Why? Because I believe that God wants to build spiritual soldiers as we face all the catastrophes and the calamities of this day. I believe that, that God has allowed the enemy to roam the earth. And the Bible says he's to and fro up and down in the earth seeking whomever he may devour. Why? Don't you realize, child of God, the devil don't want you to have a relationship. He don't want you to trust on and rely in God. He wants you to do with Jesus as his disciple that you call the Lord only when you're in trouble. You call on the Lord when you broke, busted, and can't be trusted. You call on him when you're laying flat on your back on the bed of affliction, and yet you call him Lord, but yet choose not to do what his word says. That deems and classifies oftentimes as a what? A hypocrite. You say what you do, but you don't do what you say. See, God told us, he says, you've got to be not only a hearer of the word, but a doer of the word in the book of James. Why? When you do what God says, you don't know what God's going to do for you. Hello, Holy Ghost. So I think about these things. The first thing God said about this, when I ask you the question, and this is a question I'll repeat it throughout the time of the podcast that's remaining. Is your house built on a firm foundation? Why? Here's a few things. When you think about this, when, when Jesus showed his disciples who they were, this is what he said in verse 48. In the storms of your life, when he said he'll show you who you are, he wasn't just talking to his disciples. He's fast forwarded 2,000 plus years later, and he's speaking to you today through Triple C Podcast. And this is what he said. If he's talking to you, he is like a man which built his house and dig deep. What? And laid the foundation on a rock. He told Peter, Peter, you're now called a piece of the petros, the rock, a piece of the rock. Jesus is the foundational rock. And upon this rock, he told Peter, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against us. If you are deemed a spiritual Peter and you believe that Jesus is your foundation, he's talking to you. And this is what he said. If that's you, you called him Lord and you're doing your best to follow the scripture teachings, knowing that you don't cross every T or dot every I, but your heart is sure trying. Here's what he said. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it, colon. That slight pause. Here's where we are. The first thing is this. You must have the right materials. Before you even think about it, you need to know what kind of materials is out there right now. Every piece of material ain't made structurally sound. You got to be able to know where to go get this word. What am I trying to say? You can take that in multiple ways. You need to be careful who you follow with the teachings of God's word. You need to be careful what church you attend. You need to be careful what group you hang out with. You need to be careful who's speaking words into your life. You need to be careful who's spitting into your ears. You need to be careful. Your attitude determines what your altitude. You've got to be careful. Why? Because when the storms of life, as he said to them, vehemently means strongly, intensely, like an EF5 tornado, like a tsunami, like a hurricane. When it comes into your path of your living, you better be prepared to know what kind of materials your stuff was built out of. That's the first thing. You must have the right materials. And then the second thing, thing is this. When it came upon them and it vehemently shook and it couldn't shake it, for why? For it was founded up on a rock. Hello, Holy Ghost. Here's the second thing. Not only should you have the right materials, you have to have the right builder. Oh, you got to be careful in that regard. You got to understand who the builder is. Don't you know in the midst of catastrophe, everybody coming to your door to drop a card at your door ain't the kind of building that you need into your life? Do you not understand that when tragedy and, tra and, 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 and things come into your life, that there's a lot of people who are scam artists? who are trying to, they have a what form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. They claim to be prophets, but my question is, in the 21st century when we got all the prophetic word in God's word, what are they prophesying new? The prophets of old, major and minor, hello Holy Ghost, they was prophesying of the foundational structure before Christianity came into existence. They had to speak a word. The prophet, the priest, and the king. The prophet spoke God's ordinance and God's word. The priest
priests confirmed it through how they had it, and the king set the decree. But when Jesus came, the temple was rent, the curtain was torn. You don't need a priest. You don't need to go that route. You can go to God for yourself. But in going to God, you need to understand what you're doing. You need to seek him out in accordance to Matthew 6 and 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things, Gentile, shall be added to thee. What other things, preacher? The things that you need into your life. You should not only be praying for riches and wealth. Solomon didn't ask for riches and wealth. He asked God for the ability to judge his people righteously. And because he didn't ask God for riches and wealth, God allowed him to become the richest man in the earth. In that regard, God can allow you to become a millionaire tonight if he so chooses. But oftentimes he doesn't because we're oftentimes wicked. Paul said it this way. There's no good thing that dwelleth in my flesh. The spirit of God. That's why we have to let the scale of spirituality tip to the favor of Jesus Christ. Why? Because your human mind, your human desire will fight against the spiritual teaching and the spiritual word of God. Ain't none of us. I don't care if you're a cardinal. I don't care if you're the pope. I don't care if you're an archbishop. I don't care if you're a bishop over 25 churches. You are still subject as Jesus was with the 100% human side of him. The difference is we are not perfect in our creation. We're created beings. We've accepted the perfect sinless seed of God through Jesus Christ. But the warfare that you have, you don't even need nobody to try to influence you. Oftentimes, you will fight among your own self with your own flesh against your own spirit. That's what things that God says in his word. But the first thing is this, you must have the right materials. The second thing, you have to have the right builder. And I'm almost done this morning. When you think about the storm that God allowed to come into your life, and you think about how your house was built. You have to think about where you plant your seed. You got to think about where you lay wait and set up your shop. You got to think about where you set up camp at. If you set your camp up in the midst of a valley of a flooded region, guess what's going to happen? As soon as the billows of water of life come into your life, they're going to wash you away. You got to be careful. If you built on a firm foundation, if you built upon a rock, you prayerfully with the right builder, hello, Holy Ghost, you will find that no matter what comes your way, you'll be able to withstand in the evil day. And Paul said it this way, have to done all to stand, you do what? You stand on the promises of God's word. Not on your own intuition, not on your own intellect, not on your own thinking. The Bible says in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, lean not unto thine own understanding. In all of thy ways, acknowledge him, capital H, and he shall direct your path. He will lead you to the right builder or he will bring the right builder into your life. Hello, Holy Spirit. When he brings the builder, here's why I conclude this morning. When you realize that a storm, you're not exempt from a storm. When you realize sometime it just topples trees. Sometime it'll just tear up and bring some trees out of the root of the ground. Sometime it'll strip a house. Sometime it'll tear up three quarters of a neighborhood and leave a couple of things standing and they're untouched. Sometimes the tornadoes, the hurricanes, the tsunamis that will come in, they will destroy devastate your life. They will tragically cause issues. But then there's times, even in the midst of the storm, you find that that one room wasn't touched. That one safe place was just looked over. God gave favor. That's you in Christ. Now, I get ready to conclude this morning by saying it this way. When you realize that you've got the materials that you let the Lord lead you to, you realize that God has sent you what? He says, if I do not go, Jesus said, he will not come. When he comes, he, the Holy Spirit, he will teach you, lead you, and guide you into all things. Here's where I conclude. The third thing is this. Make sure that your builder is licensed and bonded. And if he's not, let God give him the ability to build as if he was licensed and bonded. Let me just break down the difference. A person that's a contractor that's licensed and bonded is a person that has already done due course to make sure that if his work is faulty and things go south, that you can actually be held, hold that person accountable and then you can recover and be redeemed from the things that he 
did. Now, in the modern day, just because somebody's not licensed and bonded don't mean that they don't do good work. I'm not saying that. I'm saying God has sent some folk in our life recently that's not licensed and bonded, but their work is structurally sound. Why? Because I believe that God allowed that builder to come into our life just for a season, and that season may be for 25 more years. We don't know. But what I'm telling you is this. As I get ready to close this morning, when he asked me the question, is your house built on a firm foundation? He said, I told you that I never told you that you was exempt from storms. I never told you that you were going to have some difficult days. I never told you you were going to have some W-E-A-K days. I never told you that because of your acceptance of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that you're never going to go through trial, trouble, and a tribulation. But this is what I told you. I sent you a licensed builder. I said this, when your license and your builder and your founder is God, he knows what to do in your life. Here's what we conclude. That man in verses 48 and 8 and 9, here lastly again, he is like a man which built a house and dig deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it. Is that you? For it was founded upon the rock. Is that your house upon that rock? Or, but he that heareth and doeth not. You've heard it. You've heard it repeatedly from your youth, but you still ain't applied the Bible to your life. Is that you? But he heareth it and doeth not. Is that you who said you do it, but you don't? Is that you? He is like a man that without a foundation is your house built on sand, hay, or stubble, but yet you told everybody that you've got an erected mansion that's built up and you just got it for show, but your house is not solid. That means you've got window dressing. That means that you talk a good game. That means there's no sustenance on the inside. Is that you? Here's what he said, against which the stream did beat vehemently and immediately it fell. Here's the thing, if your house is now founded upon Jesus in conclusion, if your house is built on the words of the world, if your house is built on what the old wise tales is, if your house is built on what somebody else said, if your house is not built solidly founded upon the rock of Jesus Christ and the ruin of that house was great, don't let the house that you call yourself building by yourself. What I'm telling you is this. When you say it, I pulled myself up and I built myself up by my own bootstraps. Let me tell you, your house is destined for ruin. It's destined for an immediate failure. It's destined for immediate fall. But to everybody who's allowed the licensed builder, whose name is Jesus, I conclude this morning by saying it this way. When the storms of life come into your situation, I know a man. His name is Jesus. He came down through 40 and two generations. As the old saints of God would say, I know a man, a man that died on Calvary. What am I trying to tell you? I'm telling you that if you hold on to God, he's holding on to you. What I'm trying to tell you, when God allows the storms of life to manifest in your situation, when God allows trial and tribulation to come into your life, I believe I've got a witness here that he he can turn your tragedy into a triumph. He can make your midnight into midday. I believe that God can pick you up out of the muck and the miry and place your feet as the old Dr. Watts saints would say. He can place your feet on a solid ground. When you think that you're being challenged by the world, when you think that it's your supervisor, it's your chief information officer, it's your director, it's your COO, it's your CFO. Let me tell you, the Bible says, as I conclude, for we wrestle not against against flesh and blood. I come to tell you today that in your house, when it's built right, when it's built on Jesus Christ, you'll learn as you get older and wiser in the Lord, the words the Bible says, be ye slow to anger, quick to listen. Amen. Slow to wrath. Why? Because the battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. I conclude by telling you, child of God, when you realize and you ask yourself today, what kind of foundation am I standing on? Will I fold?
hold like a dirty deck of cards? Will I allow the winds of life and the storms of situations to blow in and devastate my home and bring ruin? Or will I realize that I'm just like Peter, that my house was built up on the rock and upon this rock I'll stand and I realize as I close that the gates of hell shall not prevail against me. I conclude by telling you, child of God, be encouraged. Let somebody know. I know somebody who died on Golgotha. He died on the place of the skull. He gave up the ghost. And the Bible says, as he told his haters and all those that didn't like him, he said in this regard, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Don't worry about it when they come against you. You've got to be slow to speak. When you turn them over to the Lord and you give them to God, you just walk away and you begin to give God the praise. When you realize that your house is built on the right foundation, on the right foundation, when the storms of life come in, you will realize that God did it and he'll do it again. If God brought you to it, God will bring you through it. If God built you up, he will not tear you down. Though the world will try to slay you, you yet stop trusting God. Don't do it. Don't give in to the enemy. Don't give in to your temptation. Don't give in to the things of the devil. He wants to steal kill and destroy you. But I come in the name of Jesus that I speak life to your situation. No matter where you are, if you're sick, be thou healed in the name of Jesus. If you're depressed, I'm asking God to turn your midnight into midday. If you're feeling dead, dry, and disconnected, I'm asking for the rivers of water of life to flow into your situation. No matter what they do against you, you do not do what Job's wife did. Don't you tell yourself, just go ahead and deny God and die. I'm telling you to stand on a firm foundation. And as I close this morning, I want you to go to the rock of your salvation. And when you go to that rock, never let go of the rock of Jesus Christ. As we conclude this morning, I pray in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that this Triple C podcast is a blessing. Maybe you've heard the word. Maybe you can just pass it on to somebody else who may need it greater than you. But I'm telling you, I need him. I need him every day. I need this word. I need the love and the compassion because as the enemy tries to kill and steal and destroy, I'm going to lay on that rock of Jesus Christ so that I don't be easily moved. Let's close now. Father, in the name of Jesus. As we pray this prayer, let everyone on the sound of Triple C Podcast be blessed. Whatever they need in the coming days, I'm asking that you decipher and break it down that they can hear it spiritually, they can hear it intellectually, they can hear it physically, that you allow it to manifest in their life, that whatever they need, God, to stand still and know that you are God. May, may it happen and so let it be. Until the next time that we come back together with this podcast, this is Tony with Triple C saying, be blessed and may the Lord lead you and guide you to the rock of your salvation in the name of Jesus as we go close this out in the name of Jesus when there's nobody